Gritty culture and class in America, live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, uh, the author of several books, the subject of two documentaries and the host of hundreds of radio shows and and podcasts and you could see these documentaries on uh, either uh, uh, television at Roku or Amazon Fire and uh, different stations around uh, Roku uh, and uh, if you choose to see them online you can go to melissaiteljoran.com and see the documentaries but she's done just wonderful work as an educator and so many other things and uh, private uh, um, schools and public schools uh, alike. Uh, she has tremendous uh, experience and uh, educated from uh, Columbia University and teaches college. Uh, not a bad way to, to start. But again, our focus uh, and on our current series is, uh, is what's going on in the Ukraine and uh, to discuss uh, maybe some of the long-term effects that could be happening with the students that are displaced for uh, for their educations and, and the, the outlying countries uh, that are neighbors to uh, the Ukraine are being great about it and they've they've been accepting them and and uh, and teachers are diving into this so um, we, we don't know what the long-term effects were but uh, uh, we we certainly want to shed light on the situation as it's happening Melissa I tell John how are you I'm doing great Frank how are you uh, uh, terrific and uh, I as I Every time we do a show about the Ukraine, and you and I have done quite a bit, I was over there, you know, kind of boots on the ground, and we, mm-hmm. we did a lot of live work, you and I, um, mm-hmm. while I was uh, while I was on the uh, the ground there. And one of the uh, one of the subjects that's near and dear to your heart is education, and <clears throat> you know, you uh, you brought it up then. We we've spoken about it on on different shows and various shows. Uh, what what the effects? are going to be and and again it's pure speculation we don't know but i do know that you've you've worked with students in in public and private schools that uh that were displaced uh, maybe not because of war but because of different circumstances can you can you give us uh those of us who don't uh teach for a living can you give us an idea of what the teachers that are dealing with the refugee crisis uh, out of the ukraine are, are dealing with at this point well, I think this is just a, a um, this is a, a common uh, a, a common thread in in, in uh, you know in, in the workload of many teachers in many schools. Actually, they both teachers and 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 school officials have to deal with the influx of immigrants and the um, you know the the strain on um, you know on, on the on the school in, in order to provide. For the needs of these uh, these children who have escaped from um, dangerous situations, I mean, just, just uh, this morning we we heard that Russia just uh, fired missiles in Ukraine and they knocked out uh, a swath of power uh, a, a power outlets over there, leaving people without electricity. I mean, it's relentless, and in the face of all this this the barrage of missiles of, of, of attacks of of uh, deadly force, the, the Ukrainian 
Iranian people um, uh, show tremendous resolve. However, there are uh, many families that have left because they, they felt that uh, for the benefit of the children, uh, whose fathers, many of whom whose fathers were on the front lines, uh, that it would be safer for them to go elsewhere. And, and, and many of the neighboring nations, um, who, are, of course, are, are, are NATO nations, uh, particularly Germany and Poland, have opened their doors uh, in many ways um, as re for refuge and for education, among other things, to these to the, the influx of, of refugee fam families. And um, it, this, is a, this is a tremendous uh, um, uh, do-gooding, do uh, uh, opportunity. It's, it's a um, what we would call um, a, a do-gooder mission or a benevolence. It is, it's a form of benevolence, and it's not an easy task for any nation. You know, they have school districts in Germany and Poland that experience similar problems to the ones that our our school districts have, especially in big cities like New York, uh, Los Angeles, for example. Uh, where there are a lot of kids here, and and also there are refugee children from elsewhere, and they need their needs need uh, must be addressed as well. Um, it's and it's hard to you know to to solve everybody's problem. Uh, there are ESL classes, and the majority of the ESL participants are from Spanish-speaking countries, but. Um, uh, in in Germany and, and Poland, where they don't have the uh, the population of of, of uh, South American and and um, uh, and, and uh, Caribbean nation uh, families that we have, uh, the the ES the the second language classes um, uh, take a different uh, you know they take a, a different route. So um, the, the the refugee children come in perhaps speaking another language besides Ukrainian, perhaps maybe Russian, um, but they, they they may or may not know German or Polish. And it used to be that um, in Europe, uh, people spoke more than one language because they bordered other countries. So it was not unheard of for um, children to learn German or uh, or to learn uh, you know uh, to learn Italian and to just study that in, as, as part of the regular curriculum. But um, when you're dealing with Ukrainian children, perhaps then they are not exposed to German or Polish. Um, and how do you integrate them in that? How do you, how do you how do you get them up on their on their language acquisition? Also. Uh, the, the different culture, um, it, it, not not just in terms of it being a German culture or a Polish culture, but it's a different school environment. What are some of the sports they play? Um, what um, what what kinds of clubs do the students have? How will they? Um, what do the kids like to to do? What what are some of the electives in the school? And um, while the kids are not coming in, 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 in by themselves. You know, you're not getting just one or two families or, or just a handful of families. You're getting a lot of people at one time. It's, uh, it's quite a, you know, it's, it's quite an undertaking. Uh, so they may not be alone. They may know someone from their neighborhood, they're from their region. But how do you integrate them into the system? It is, uh, it, it, it is quite a task, and it, it, it does require a lot, not just uh, financially or administratively, but um, also, um, 
energetically. I mean, it, it's everybody. It takes a village. Let's let's put it that way. It takes a village to to integrate everyone, to educate all these kids, to welcome the families, to help them acclimate to you know, German or Polish society, and and um, it ultimately comes down to um, your personnel, your teachers. Do you have enough teachers in the classroom? To, uh, to accommodate all these kids, um, what will their needs be? Will they need extra language classes? If they can't get them in school, can we provide something outside of school, maybe online? Um, perhaps you need emotional and social adjustments, or at least um, you, you need uh, psychologists. Perhaps you need uh, counselors on, on hand. Um, where do you get them? It's it's it's. You know, it's it's not an easy undertaking. If you're just joining us, or if you're just turning on your radio a little late, Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, you're listening to the Melissa Itell Juran Show, and our subject today is uh, is the Ukrainian children and the education uh, educational challenges that they're dealing with, and the educators in and around the neighboring countries of the war-torn Ukraine, uh, and what they have to uh, to deal with. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly. Melissa Itel Joran is our host each and every week. Melissa, I, I know I said this to you, and we've said this on air on this very show, but when I, when I first <clears throat> set foot on Ukrainian uh, soil right after the war started, it was you know, basically the, you know, the first week, I think, in, in March, and uh, when, I, uh, when I walked across, what I saw... And and I went uh, originally across from the Romanian side uh, to the uh, to the checkpoints, uh, you know there. And what I was basically doing, I was walking in alone with with film equipment and 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 radio equipment. And I was walking in, and on the other side, that uh, folks that were waiting to go out was they were basically at a standstill. And it was mm-hmm. uh, it was women. Uh, just like mm-hmm. yourself or my wife or my daughter yeah. uh, mm-hmm. with with children and yeah. uh, and and elderly people but other than that it, you, you're looking at a, a you know at a sea uh, you know I, I said it was like an endless sea of sadness that yeah. I saw mm-hmm. and what hit me and I and I felt almost uh, so silly for not understanding this but I underestimated how sad this was going to be and I I initially thought, well, I'm going going over to a war-torn country. It's going to be like the Wild West. I'm going to be fighting with people. I'm going to be in fistfights, maybe you know, trying to hold on to my equipment. It it, it was it was not that. It was sad. It was yeah. uh, unbelievably sad. And and you know, I get you're looking back and you say, yeah, of course it is. But all of these folks, all of those those women, these very you know strong women, um, mm-hmm. walking across the the border into another country and god knows where they were going from there uh you know one of the thoughts is what are we going to do with our children how are we going to handle the education uh, again melissa i tell joran here uh with me frank mckay but much more importantly listening to the melissa i tell joran show but uh, M- melissa if you could mm-hmm. put yourself in that in that situation as a mom as a mother uh going across what I, I mean, where does education uh, fall in 
to that category. In, in many cases, you're leaving your husband yeah. behind who is about right. to become a soldier for the first mm-hmm. time. He might be an accountant or a bus- business executive or, or a, a, a window washer, and he's never touched a gun in his life. So he's going there. Now you're going with, with your children, yeah. uh, some people, yeah. multiple uh, children. You're walking across yeah. a border, and, yeah. uh, and you're about to... Uh, see a whole new world. You, you got to worry about where you're going to live for the next year or whatever, the next two years, next maybe the rest of your life for all you know. Um, but where does education fall? Where where is your uh, where is your mindset as an educator, uh, as a mother? Uh, where does it fall in the priority list as you're walking across this uh, this country's border? You know, I'm, I'm sure terror <laughs> struck the hearts of many of these women, yet they couldn't show their fear to their children because they, they didn't want to, to uh, paralyze their children emotionally because they had a job to do, get them there from, from point A to point B as safely as possible. And you know far better than a lot of us who were in the United States and didn't venture out and traveled out to the Ukraine, to Ukraine at that time, uh, but only saw what, you know, what images we found on our phone or on our television, uh, that this was not, uh, this was, uh, you know, no walk in the park. Uh, and you had to, you know, you had to be very strong for your, your, your kids. Uh, many of them were you know, very young. Um, and uh, I can't imagine uh, how how difficult it must have been to leave home to to to, to get everything organized, get everybody ready, and uh, and 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 say, well, we're, you know, we've got to leave. We we have we can't turn back. We, you know, Daddy's going to stay here for a while. He'll join us later. We're going to go. We're going somewhere. <laughs> we're going to take the first train, maybe to Germany. Yeah. Um, and what do you do if you have? sick children or disabled children uh you have children with um uh cognitive disabilities i mean that must be unless you have help or you have other family member extended family that can help you i don't know how i really don't know how anyone could manage amazing i, I mean it's just yeah. these these are things that that you in normal everyday life you wouldn't be thinking about I, now you went to one of the uh, you know, one of the best facilities, uh, one of the best uh, universities uh, in in Columbia uh, University and and Teachers College. Uh, yeah, I also have my I have my undergrad at Barnard College, um, which I didn't go for. I didn't study education. I studied history and French at Barnard College, but um, I I did my my educational studies um, at at Columbia uh, Columbia's Teachers College. Now, in in saying that. Uh, was there any prep work? Was there any? Uh, and, and again, you know, obviously there wasn't a Ukrainian war going on at the, uh, uh, you know, at the time. But uh, was there any thought from the professors there uh, talking to you, all uh, potential uh, educators or, or current educators uh, at that uh, at that point? Uh, were was there any talk about uh, displaced children? teaching displaced children or was there any kind of special work on on uh dealing with uh with children that might be from a war-torn country um not particularly only in the context of how would a john dewey handle something like that john dewey you know he had his theories about uh, integrating uh, education but i don't think he ever imagined the scope to which uh, you know we you know they, we we've we've dealt with refugees in the United States 
and of course in in modern day war torn countries like Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, right. And how how would someone like that deal uh, with that? Uh, Long term effects of of ed- education cut uh, either cut short. You know, well, we don't know. It depends on on the child, right? I mean, if if you're walking across with a five year old child. That five-year-old child's sense of normalcy in a in in the education world is going to be um, is going to have to do with um, uh, with what he sees uh, in in you know Germany or uh, in mm-hmm. in the Czech Republic or the Slovak Republic or Poland or or what have you. But you're going to see um, different age groups of children. Uh, be affected in in different ways. I mean, if if they're 13 years old or 12 years old, mm-hmm. 13 years old, uh, they've been learning a certain way, and and they've had a uh, they they've had an education uh, up to that point. Now all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you're not just going from you know middle school as we would call it here, or junior high school as we would call it here in America, but you're going to a whole new country who, whose you know primary language isn't yours. And mm-hmm. you're uh, you're going into a system that might be completely different from yes. from yours. So that's uh, that's exactly. something to take into consideration as well. Oh, definitely, because um, no doubt the parents want their children to retain their their cultural ties to Ukraine, their 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 native uh, language, their cultures, their family ties. They don't want them to abandon them and suddenly become German and and and. You know the Ukrainian education system, and may, they may be in exile. I don't know. They don't want their kids to, their, their students to lose that, uh, to, to lose that either. Um, you know, but on you know the one hand, they want them to, you know, to try to, um, uh, you know, integrate in, uh, into to um, become part of the new, the new system to. Um, at least um, uh, be included in it and and, and to accept inclusion and integration in the, uh, I guess, the host school. But on the other hand, at the same time, they don't want... they want the the Ukrainian students to maintain their uh, you know, their their ties to Ukrainian education and culture and language. Well, one of the things, and I've said this in, in past shows, and I've said this to you privately and publicly, that when I was over there, one of the announcements that you heard on the news, and and again, I spent I spent five days in the Ukraine, and uh, and fifteen days total uh, in and around the Ukraine, mostly uh, you know dealing with the refugee um, crisis and and uh, and you know helping out where I could, but certainly um, mm-hmm. documenting it uh, in a in a film, and one of the the big news stories, uh, you know, initially was uh, the announcement that, and and I, I think this came when I was in uh, when I was in Poland, that the Polish government has uh, has announced that they are uh, making accommodations for uh, as many Ukrainian refugees, and keep in mind that millions, right, millions of people coming over, uh, but the the children and their uh, they made preparations for their. Uh, their their neighbors, their Ukrainian neighbors, to join them in their public schools, which I thought was wonderful, and and uh, all the other um, surrounding areas 
uh, made similar announcements. And in my mind, uh, it, you know, it, they've handled it so beautifully. I mean, the the neighboring countries were so sympathetic because they are but, uh, you know, they are but for the grace of God go I. Uh, you know, these these other countries are thinking that this could happen to us. The Ukrainians are much like us. And and you know this is uh, this is something that uh, that we you know stand in solidarity with them about. But one of the first things that th- that I heard over there was this that they're accepting it, and uh, and and I just thought that was a wonderful uh, statement to be made. Uh, Melissa, uh, we're coming to the end of our uh, our show here. Um, uh, any any thoughts on what you think the long term effects will be on? Uh, on a child that, first of all, starts out in uh, in in an exiled state or a refugee um, uh, state in a foreign country, learning uh, through the educational system from from day one, basically, and then secondly, the the children that are uh, part of uh, of a real interruption. Uh, you know that you know I gave the example of thirteen, but anybody, high school students, you know, high school age students, mm-hmm. uh, and what they would uh, they would be going with. Um, uh, can you give us real quickly what your thoughts and the differences would be for those two long term? Oh, well, it's a complicated issue. There are so many aspects to it. And, you know, besides the integration, the learning, the inclusion into the new school environment, uh, there are also other, you know, other aspects of this of this uh, crisis to to uh, consider, such as um, long term employment um, outlook for, for the adults, for the parents. And and yeah, you mentioned high school students. They left their school. Maybe they were on the on the you know the, just about to graduate and go to college, uh, go to university. Uh, now their lives are uprooted, and you know teenagers are at a very uh, you know they're at a, a, a very um, they, they they cross a very fine line into adulthood. It's, and and teen, teen years can be hard on any kid, on any child, um, any adolescent. Um, you know, how, 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 do you, how, do you, how do you deal with that? I mean, parents are, they don't have time to take their children to counseling when they've got a war looming over them. Right. Uh, and not every, every child is going to say, okay, I got to, you know, I got to put my, 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 my thoughts aside. I got to do, you know, they can't. It's, it's, a, it's hard to be a teenager. And if you were counting on going to the university or going to prom, I, I'm, I, I'm not familiar with the graduation um, rituals in, in other countries, you know, in the United States, uh, you know, last year of high school, a lot of kids uh, go to proms and yep. trips, and and you know, senior year can be eventful in some good ways, and and not not an eventful and not very good ways also, you know, and right. good and bad, uh, and being you know, teenage years are hard, you know, you're you it's an emotional. It, it, it can be an emotional roller coaster. So, how are they? These, you know, these 18-year-olds, these 17, 18-year-olds, uh, coping with their their change in in, in lifestyle? Uh, they, 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 they've been uprooted from their home. They've they've perhaps heard missiles explode all around them and seen destruction. How is that going to affect them in the long run? And anyone else too? Uh, and are they how long will they stay in in Germany or Poland I I don't know if they want to stay there forever I'm sure many of many of the families hope to return to Ukraine someday Yeah uh, no question I, there's so many 
there's so many question marks on uh, on all of mm -hmm. these issues. Uh, we don't yeah. know how long it's going to last. We don't know what's going no. to to happen. We don't know if people are going to uh, come back. There, there, people might turn around and say, "Why, why are we going to live in the shadow of Russia?" Uh, maybe we are better off being, uh, you know, citizens of Poland if uh, if they allow us, or or the Slovak Republic, or hung Hungary, and so forth. But Melissa, thank you very much for your your thoughts. Oh. And our oh, hearts go out you. to the, the children and the families yes, in the Ukraine. Absolutely, we we you know we we think of them all the time, and and um, you know we they, we admire their their re resolute in the face of this ongoing crisis, and we we just salute them. No question about it. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, you've been listening to the Melissa I Tell Joran show. And Melissa is an educator and the author of uh, of several books, including one on education. And, uh, you know, she's the subject of two separate documentaries that you can see on TV, on various Roku channels and Amazon Fire Um and the documentaries, if you want to see them uh, both on online, you can, a good starting point, one, one place to see them is melissaiteljoran.com. But uh, let me uh, finish off by uh, just saying, uh, uh, again, our, our thoughts and prayers uh, go with the folks that are, that are dealing with this as a reality in the UK, Ukraine and in and around uh, the Ukraine and these uh, these countries that are kind enough to bring them into their system and our thoughts are with them always. Frank McKay signing off. You've been listening to the Melissa I Tell Juran Show and we'll see you all next time on the Melissa I Tell Juran Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.